0: up, QAA listeners? The fun games have begun. I found a way to connect to the internet. I'm sorry, boy. 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 Welcome, listener, to Premium Chapter 222 of the QAnon Anonymous podcast, the race change to another episode. Uh-oh. As always, we are your hosts, Jake Rakotansky, Julian Field,
1: Liv Akar, and Travis View. Sometimes... When I pick a topic for an episode, I come to regret it in the research stages. Never has this been more true than with RCTA, or Race Change to Another, which we'll be exploring this week. The decision to pick it put me on a collision course with concepts like race and gender, which if you had not noticed, are at the heart of an ongoing culture war. From the bad faith movement against critical race theory to the marginal phenomenon of transmaxing, it's something we've been attempting to cover with some degree of tact and care. But somehow, this week's topic feels impossible to explore without fully becoming a crab, submerged in the brine and mud at the bottom of the cultural bucket, clacking around in distress. So prepare to be angered, confused, and disturbed, and to get some sand on your tiny, beady, grape-shaped eyes by this exploration of the online RCTA community, and, more specifically, the extremely annoying figure known as Ollie London. Now, London, if you don't know, is a person who first garnered media attention for getting a bunch of plastic surgery to resemble a specific male K-pop star and has since become a right-wing talking head at the center of the anti-trans panic. So, Liv, as the Zoomer I've asked to guide me in an attempt to stave off cancellation, would you say that racism and transphobia are bad and wrong or cool and good? That's it's a really tough question to answer, Julian. <laughs> I, well, yeah. I can't speak for the racism thing, but at least in terms of transphobia, it's good only when it's funny. That's the only <laughs> exception. And I'm the, I'm the first who determines whether it's funny or not. Well, I guess we'll go on that side of the fence. Both are funny and that is the official
0: position of Travis View and Jake who don't have <laughs> wait a minute. On hold their on their face. I was looking at my I wait a minute. I was looking don't down at my phone. This. I wasn't even paying attention to you, Julian. What are you that's, what are you that's what, exactly what are you signing me up for?
1: Before you know it, you're not paying
0: attention and you're on trial in Nuremberg. <laughs> wait a minute. I not what I was actually doing was as soon as I heard got plastic surgery to look like a specific K-pop star. You know I went to the you know I went to the phone to look up pictures and uh yeah.
1: Yeah, don't worry, you'll see plenty of Ali London. That's coming down the line. But first, we have to explore RCTA. A few days ago, on July 30th, 2023, an article written by Emmy Tuyetni Tran was published on the NBC News website, titled, Inside the Online World of People Who Think They Can Change Their Race. Before we dig into this melted digital community, we have to go back in time to 2015, when the world first became aware of a woman named Rachel Dolezal. Now, although she wasn't the first, nor would she be the last person to lie about their race, her case was particularly egregious. She was a chapter president for the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People, or NAACP, in Spokane, Washington from 2014 until June of the following year, when this very awkward interview with a local news channel occurred. Now in it, she was asked by the interviewer whether there was any truth to her claim that an African-American man named Albert Wilkinson was her father.
2: Yeah, that's, that's
0: my dad. This man right here is your father? right there? Do
2: you have a question about that? Yes, ma'am.
0: Okay. I was wondering if uh, <laughs> if your dad really is an African American man.
2: That's a very I mean, I don't I don't know what you're implying.
0: Are you African American?
2: I don't I don't understand the question of I did tell you that yes, that's my dad and you, he wasn't able to come in January.
0: Are your parents not, Are they white?
2: I, I, ref, I re,
1: so you couldn't uh, see that, folks, but she was saying, I refuse, as she just walked off. <laughs> it's unclear what she refuses, but I think she just refuses what she knew would be the rest of her life. <laughs> For years, Dolezal had pretended to be black, constructing a web of falsities about her identity and the alleged abuse she suffered as a person of color. She had repeatedly spoken publicly about hate crimes against her, none of which had been corroborated or resulted in the filing of any criminal charges. I want to stop for a second and just go over why this is so, I guess, stupid of her, because she probably could have just gone under the radar, but she over and over was was like, oh, yeah, someone left a noose on my front porch, you know, like just just insane lies that draw way too much attention to yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it would come out later that she was lying about a bunch of other stuff. Like she got fired from other positions, not just for the race stuff, but because she's also, I think, like some form of compulsive liar or. Has a habit of lying. Let's put it that way. Yeah, you kind of see this with like indigeneity, and it's specifically white women who are much more commonly like prone to do this. Where like they'll say like, "Yes, I'm I'm indigenous." You see this with like Elizabeth Warren. Oh, yeah. Call herself like the first woman of color, Harvard law professor. God damn it, dude! But yeah, like this is like kind of in a step up almost in terms of compulsive lying like the vast array of like lies you have to construct for this one it later turned out that dolezal was born to two white parents of czech german and swedish descent so those are three of the possibly whitest origins who in 2015 (laughs) came out to the media and stated so Now, before you applaud the parents, it is worth considering that by all accounts, her parents were horrible people, physically abusive to both her and their four black adopted kids, who were added to the family when Dolezal was a teenager. One of them later petitioned to have his sister become his legal guardian because there was so much, like, abuse in the family. So, fuck the parents, and I suppose long live Rachel. She's she's an angel. Long story short, Dolazal ended up in a media firestorm, resigned from the NAACP, and is now a hairdresser who runs an OnlyFans as a side hustle. As some of you may know, she's also close friends with Travis View, having once made the following video for him, which was definitely not commissioned by me through Cameo.
2: Hi Travis, this is Rachel Dolazal with a little shout-out from Julian Feld. So I hear that you have been doxxed and um, kind of made redundant by your employer, QAA, and I know that um, it's super hard to have that situation. Um, I hope that although you're going through this current really difficult time that um, you can just kind of keep your head up, keep, keep your hopes up that things will get better. And um, as a person who's been through the ringer and been beat up online, um, I know that uh, it can be really challenging, you know, and it can really strike a blow to your, um, to your spirit. So I hope you're taking care of yourself. I hope that your mind and your spirit um, are strong and that your body is healthy. And those are the basic things. So. Um, stay strong. I hope that this kind of, <laughs> of resolves and I wish you the best. Once again, this little shout out is from Julian Feld. Yeah.
0: This is uh wow that probably is the best thing that you've ever done. The, what's so funny about it is that the least person on the podcast who needs a message like that is Travis. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yo, yeah. yeah.
1: When this was made, I was in like the depths of depression and <laughs> and addiction and Travis was probably hiking to the top of a mountain.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like keep your head up, Travis. And he's like, "What do you mean? It's already way up." <laughs> Yeah, this is great shit. You know, I've experienced a lot of absurd things because of this podcast. Going to Tom Arnold's home, watching a breakaway cult leader recite from the Book of Revelations in the field in Pennsylvania, be cursed out by Jim Watkins. But really up there has to be the fact that I got a pep talk from uh, Rachel Dolezal.
1: The Dolezal case, besides teaching us a lot about Travis, is mostly interesting because of what happened a few years after her fall from
0: grace.